five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to Radio Blogging, daily shows with interactive activities to keep everyone busy and engaged. Brought to you by Pi Corbett, David Mitchell, Ian Rocky, and Russell Prue. Just listen and blog. It's live, fun, and interactive. And with new educational tasks every day, just head over to radioblogging.net to listen and find out more. a very good evening to you. It's nine o'clock, Friday the 20th of March 2020. Welcome to live blogging. My goodness, hello. What an interesting day you've probably had and thank you so much indeed for joining us. You are very welcome to our show. We have an amazing, an amazing broadcast for you lined up uh, with us in our respective studios, Pi Corbett, Deputy Mitchell, Ian Rocky and myself here at Anderton Tiger Radio HQ and we are ready to go. Live blogging opportunities, you need the website on your screen, radioblogging.net. Here are the communication details. We'd love to hear from you this evening. You can email us we are radioblogging at gmail.com and you can send us a text here's our text number contact this show right now just send a text message to 07624 but more importantly, you can write on the blog and we will feed that back live into the show itself. Now, we've had lots of congratulations, lots of excited people who want to convey their enthusiasm for this brilliant project. And here's one of them now. Hello, everyone. My name is Professor Dame Alison Peacock. I'm the Chief Executive of the Chartered College of Teaching. I've spent my whole life teaching and I just know how important education is to everybody. And the idea of radio blogging, producing a show every day for children and young people to contribute their ideas around writing and to share their writing globally, how amazing is that? So I really want to encourage you to say thank you so much for joining in with this brilliant initiative and I can't wait to tune in myself. Thank you so much. Radio blogging is such a great idea to continue our learning from home. Daily shows with daily activities to keep everybody busy and engaged. Join in with the show each day on the blog at radioblogging.net. We get shout-outs live on the radio. Our writing gets seen by people all over the world. The perfect way to listen and learn along with international friends. You can tweet us at radioblogging to get a mention or ask a question. You're listening to Radio Blogging, the perfect mix of live blogging and education radio. This. This is radioblogging.net. It certainly is. And the best person to tell you more about this is the fabulous, the absolutely stunning Pi Corbett, who is live with us in the studio. Pi, how are you? Hello there, Russell. Uh, I'm good, thanks. Yeah, really good. Looking forward to this. It's the first time that uh, I've done radio before. I've always rather fancied uh, being on radio. Uh, I've loved it over the years. And can remember when I was a child, we used to sit... Um, at home and the radio was a big thing uh, about lunchtime uh, we would have something called listen with mother we'd settle down would have a story uh, and a rhyme that's when i was about four or five uh, and i think going back to that it's a bit like reading if you're read to and read a lot when you're younger it stays with you so the radio has always been something that uh, i've enjoyed 
Uh, and I'm looking forward to this experience. I've got a, a beginning of a story for you. I've also got uh, a poem, and I'm going to be really interested to see what the listeners come up with when they start writing themselves. I love it. Listening with pie. Now, for me, that had an entirely different meaning, but I know what you're saying right now. And it's very interesting. <laughs> As we go into next week, we're going to find a lot of people trying to stream vast quantities of high-definition video across our fairly, fairly small broadband connection that we have throughout the, uh, the whole of the United Kingdom. So I think radio has another resurgence. There's an opportunity to use it again. And also in his respective studios, the fabulous Deputy Mitchell. Good evening, David. How are you? Good evening, Russell. I'm very well, thank you. Very excited uh, tonight for this. I've been uh, waiting for this for ages. A great opportunity. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, tell the listeners a little bit about the website, if you can, just very quickly, and then I'll move on to Ian. Well, one of the unique things about this uh, broadcast is that we have a, a live blog uh, running alongside. And so when we uh, go to air next week, the children will be able to access this, as will the listeners tonight, and be able to submit their writing and their ideas and thoughts through this. So a whole global audience will be able to see, read and comment on what's, uh, what's being written. So the, the address people need is radioblogging.net. And uh, the link we will be uh, promoting is um, where it says right at the top of the screen, it says today's show, one of the tabs. And so all the resources when it comes to uh, working on some of the uh, ideas shortly will be all in that area there. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. It is six minutes past nine. We are live and we're getting messages already. I want to say hello to Dougal, Dougal McCormick, who is listening. Lovely to have you on the show. Thank you so much indeed for your tweet. Keep those messages coming, folks. This is live and interactive. This is no podcast. It's absolutely live. live. And someone who's been doing this stuff for a very long time on the blogging front is Ian Rocky, head teacher of Westwood with Iford Primary School. Ian, good evening. Good evening, Russell. So lovely to be back on the air with you. And good evening, everybody. I tell you what, I am so excited by this. This brings together two of my most favourite things in the world, education radio and the opportunity to blog and share learning with a worldwide audience. And I really hope today that, that fellow educators are going to find something so useful and so exciting that they can use looking ahead to next week onwards in uncertain times, let's be honest, but when there's something that you can really use to best effect to provide the best quality continuous learning provision for our young people love it absolutely loved it and listeners this is all about young people we have very much and i think if you know people individually you know we all share a common goal and it's all about the learners this is not about us this is all about learners and i hope that's going to come across in tonight's taster radio show what we wanted to do basically is just get together and have a rehearsal and just kind of test it out on you and see how it's going to work we are live on monday at 9 30 we thought that would give you enough time to get in settle and if you're still at school you can take the register and perhaps watch this exercise chap um joe something or other the body coach who's very popular i understand i have no idea why he's so incredibly popular but very popular uh, with our audience he's on at nine and we're going to pick up uh, the reins at 9 30 absolutely no exercise whatsoever in this broadcast <laughs> whatsoever but we're gonna do the body first and then the mind afterwards and I think that's really good. Whilst we were rehearsing listeners, I just have to play you. This is priceless. Absolutely priceless. This is from last night's technical run-through, and Pi won't mind, but I'm just going to play, play you an excerpt from last night's rehearsal, which didn't go out on the air. I'm just going to play that to you now. I'm not very technical, so I went into a shop. Mike's muted. And, um, and 
tried to explain what I wanted. And uh, this man started talking to me about gaming. I was a bit embarrassed. I didn't know quite what he was on about. But in the end, I came out with a pair of headphones. It's got a little thing that pokes out that I talk into that makes me look a bit like Madonna. It's uh, So no one can moan about any technical problems at all because we Pi is your go-to man, I have to say. Uh, it is lovely to have you, Pi. Uh, I love your voice. I have been listening to you for many, many years and I've enjoyed everything you've ever said. And uh, all I have to say now is ladies and gentle spoons, and that's a tribute to the lovely Tim. Uh, Pi, welcome. Explain what the first task is this evening, please. Okay, thanks, Russell. I just need to add that the the headphones that I've got <laughs> have got on the side of them. They've, I've got a flashing light. It keeps flashing green and red and orange and yellow. So I'm very happy <laughs> with my flashing headphones on. Okay, folks. So uh, if you click at the top where it says today's show, you should see slam in the middle a large wooden door. And today's uh, poetry idea and story writing idea it's built around the whole notion of what happens if you step through a magical door as a child one of the most important books to me was the uh, lion the witch and the wardrobe and even now if i'm in a hotel i'll often go to the cupboard and just i open the cupboard door this is quite true i stick my foot through and press on the back just to well just in case because you never quite know what's going to happen in life. And I think if there isn't the possibility that one day we might find a magical doorway, uh, then it would be very, very dull. And in a sense, our imaginations are our magical doorways. So uh, we've got that. And below it says activities uh, and resources. And you'll see uh, something to click on there, write a door poem. We're going to start with the poem, Russell. And um, if you click through there, about halfway down, just under the door, um, it invites you to write the title of your door poem and your name. So you're going to write uh, um, Beyond the Door by Leo or whatever it is. I mean, underneath, there's some sentence starters to get you, uh, get you going, but you, which you can fill in. And then you click on um, Submit, or you've got to write your first name in the box and your school names. Tick on the I agree to the privacy policy and then submit and we'll be able to read um, what you've written. So what I've done, Russell, is I've got a model poem here <clears throat> and um, I'm imagining going through that ancient door that everyone can see. And what will I see on the other side? What will I hear once I've gone through the door? What might I touch? What might I find? What might I capture? And I've played around with the ideas. I thought of some things that might be there, but uh, when I read it aloud, you'll hear how I've used things like alliteration, playful ideas, surprising, unusual ideas. Some of them are real, some of them are invented. So it's just an opportunity to write, if you like, creative sentences. Now you don't have to write the whole thing. So those of you who are going to join in, you need only write one or two lines and then we'll be able to very quickly come back uh, and read it aloud or respond. So don't sit writing the whole thing. I've written the whole thing, but you're only going to write probably one or two sentences. But choose your words carefully. So here's my poem, The Door. Through the door I saw an angry ant ambling along. 
a terrified tarantula tickling a trout, and a curious computer calling cautiously to the king. Through the door I heard the sound of silence closing its lips and vowing never to speak, the hummingbird's wings flickering, the sea turning over the beach scraping the pebbles, and the tired lorries trundling by. Through the door I heard the secret of silence trapped in a candle flame's dance, a hyena's cackle as it paces its deserted lands, and the titanic's final scream. Through the door I touched smooth pebbles from the summer beach, the stickiness of honey on a fingertip, and the heat from a teaspoon as it stirs my morning tea. Through the door I found the coldness of frost as it freckles the window pane, the sharpness of a saw as it crunches through wood, and the sadness of a tear as it trickles down a cheek. Through the door I captured the moon's cold gleam and trapped it in a box, the joy of a merry-go-round as it spun like a wheel, and the force of a rainbow as it dazzled the sky. Stunning. Absolutely stunning. I'd forgotten how good your voice sounds. Um, listeners, I hope you really enjoyed that because this is someone who needs to be doing his own audiobooks. Oh, just stunning. Absolutely stunning. Where do we go from here, Pi? Well, people can start writing straight away. Um, and as I say, don't wait to write the whole thing. Just jot in a line. W what I thought we might do, uh, Russell, um, to help people is actually here and now make one up ourselves. So I'll be your teacher. You be my pupil. Uh, I don't know if Ian's there or David, but certainly you and I can play with this. So let's try through the door I saw. So y you give me an idea, uh, Russell. All I need is one word. What might you see on the other side of the door? Could be an animal, uh, could be an object, could be something in nature or from a city. What might you see, Russell? A stream. Yeah. Uh, Okay, here we go. Through the door, I saw a stream. So once you've thought of your idea, the next thing is, let's play around with an adjective. But I think I'm going to challenge you. It's got to alliterate. And that means, Russell, it's got to start with the same sound. Sparkling. Could go for sparkling, but I'm going to push you on this. Let's see if you can come up with something a little bit more unusual. Gosh, you've got me there. I'm going to phone a friend, Ian. Uh, could we go for sinuous? Oh, a sinuous one. I'm loving it because that word sinuous, it sounds like it's meaning. It's a bit sort of snake-like, isn't it? So now we've got through the door, I saw a sinuous stream. And now we need the verb. What is the stream doing? Slinking. Ah, slinking. That all ties up nicely. It's all a bit snake-like, isn't it? It's a so sinuous good. Yeah, a sinuous stream slinking along. Now, I'm going to extend the idea, and I've got another challenge for you. I'm going to get a simile. Slinking along like, and you can't say a snake, <laughs> because I've mentioned snakes. <laughs> you've, got to, you've got to come up with something different. Uh, slinking along like an animal stalking its prey. I'm loving it, but I'm going to challenge you on the animal what okay. sort of animal? Because if you say animal, I can't see it in my head. Okay. But if you say jaguar or tiger, I can see it. So what are you going to go for? How about a salamander? Oh, I like oh. look at this. Yeah, that's so clever because you've got the alliteration. Mm -hmm. So now we've got 
through the door I saw a sinuous stream slinking along like a salamander. And I'll add in an extra adjective there, a serious salamander. So the S's sort of make that snaky sound in the sentence. It's a lovely one. And when we're writing, those are the sorts of questions that come up in our mind. Do I need an adjective? What adjective would work? Would a touch of alliteration make it memorable? What's my object or animal doing? Can I extend the idea? So we need people to get writing now and playing around with their ideas. Just get a sentence down and we'll respond as soon as we can. Brilliant. David, I'll come to you for a second for instructions. So, listeners, I can see who you are. Uh, we've got Lee Clark Butler. Hello to you, Lee. Good to see you hear from you. Thank you so much, Lee, for your, uh, your message as well. Uh, Childwall uh, Valley or Childwall Valley. Uh, I hope I got that right. Thank you so much indeed, colleagues there uh, listening. I hope you've had a, a good day at school there as well. Love it. Join in, please. Let us know. Um, uh, complete the, te- the sentence there as well. Chris uh, Mayo as well. Good to have you along board. Thank you so much. Nice to have you as well. And uh, uh, Dougal, if you want to uh, get in there and just write something, uh, and we'll do the same as well. Uh, and when we do this live on Monday, we'll be inviting our young learners. Uh, to just dive in they won't need asking twice will they uh, david how do they do that okay so just as i said at the, at the top of the show really uh, everything they need is on the uh, the tab at the top called um today's show so in today's show um when you click on that you can scroll down to the first activity which is write a door poem and there's a uh, a button there that they can click on and in there is the example that pi read out to you so for some ideas and some inspiration you can use that and scrolling further down underneath Pi's poem you will see the form to fill in and so when they've come up with their own title uh, the box underneath you have the sentence starters which are i saw it's where it says i opened the door and what did i see i saw we have i heard i smelt i touched i found and i captured so you don't need to fill all those in you can delete uh, some of those, um, just so you can do a couple of those sentences like Pi says, so we can get started. And then there's a couple of other boxes like your name to fill in um, and agree, and then you can submit it, and we will then approve this. And it's important that all the uh, adults that are listening understand that nothing will get onto this blog without us approving it first. So when we're looking at doing this with children next week, um, we approve everything first before it is seen by the public. And safeguarding is, of course, listeners in our foremost of our minds, um, as uh, lots of colleagues, for all the right reasons, are kind of just taking to the web. We'll have to see how that pans out next week. And some uh, of us are kind of letting go of our, our safeguarding requirements here as well. And we, these are really, really in the forefront of our minds as well. Uh, David, do people need to log on to the blog to be able to use it? Uh, not at all, no. Uh, that's where some of the um, advances have come uh, leaps and bounds over the years you know three years ago people did have to log in children did uh, but now through the use of these forms uh, nope they don't need to log in we just need you to try your very best and um, we will do all the rest from this side absolutely brilliant um ian just tell me a little bit more about the impact of blogging in your school particularly Mm, yeah thanks russell uh, definitely so we've been using blogging as a tool for a number of years actually it's it's really good which it's all about writing for a purpose and writing for an audience so every class in our school has got their own class blog and over the last two and a half to three years 
across those blogs, we've had around 70,000 views internationally. So that means that children are connecting not only with peers and educators across this country, but they're also uh, sort of connecting across the world as well. Uh, and they know that their, their writing is being read and enjoyed. And the reason they know that is because people are doing exactly what we hope will happen this evening and going into next week is that there will be comments left um, and that there will be some kind of interaction, some kind of online dialogue. And, and as we all know, because we're all in this for the, the very same reasons, that, that actually children thrive and are inspired when they know that they are writing for somebody. Gone are the days when it would just be simply writing in, a, in an exercise book for the, the class teacher and perhaps the, the teaching assistant. This really now is about a global audience of potential potentially millions. You couple that with what we're doing right now, a lead activity, which Pius just demonstrated so beautifully. Mm. And this is really, really a very, very wonderful combination indeed. How important is that globe that's rotating there? Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, I, I mean, David, I'm sure you'll agree with me on this, but the globe is is absolutely crucial, isn't it? Because people and young people particularly can see straight away, you know, where their visitors are from. I mean, David, you've had a lot of experience about this. Tell us how that globe is so important. Well, the, the globe is a symbol of the uh, the idea behind this, that you know, children have an audience of one. And that, can, that idea quickly changes when you show them this globe. And you can see if people scroll down to the bottom of the site, they'll see the globe is absolutely alive with traffic right now. We've had, I think, seven countries already on here um, since we started. We've got a stack of people on there right now. And when I remember first introducing this to my class, then we're going back 11 years now, 2009 this was, when um, I, you know, I promised the children we were going to do this amazing thing called blogging and people all over the world were going to see their writing and I showed them the globe and it just said Bolton on it. And Thomas in the back of my class jumped up and said, Bolton's on, sir. Someone from Bolton's on the blog. And I had to tell them that it's probably this computer right next to me in the classroom, to which he was rather <laughs> disappointed. Um, but um, that kind of showed me straight away that even someone from Bolton, uh, the where we were, was was important enough because you know uh, we rely as teachers on building relationships with children so that they you know do their best for us. And for most children, that's great and that's enough. But for some children, it's not enough. And it was two days later we had our first visit. Um, from somewhere else, not to Bolton, uh, on our class blog. And it was in the middle of a maths lesson. Um, I had the globe on in the background, and it's about 20 past 11 in the morning, and it was very quiet. And there's a deep intake of breath as Thomas scrapes his chair back and rises to his feet and screams, New York! New York's on the blog! And we all stopped and looked, and New York was blipping uh, on our class blog. And that was the moment, really, that told me as a teacher I had to do more to get this audience to come and see what the children were doing because the impact on the children's attitudes to learning uh, were phenomenal. And for those who've heard me talk about blogging, uh, you know, know that I've got a million stories to tell about that and the impact on writing. It's, it's, been, it's been great. And, that's and, the, and, to, go on. and to be honest, well, Pi, Pi, was, Pi was involved right at the beginning uh, of this and saw that uh, for himself when we did some live sessions with the children as well. So it's, it's been a phenomenal uh, approach and uh, you know, jam-packed full imp impact for the children. Good, and I, and I thought, Pi, maybe a, a question now to you about this. Mm. So we're, we're hoping to attract educators as well, and they may mm. be uh, uh, in, uh, in classroom educators or these may be home educators as well. So you're very experienced at, at training and talking to them. What do we have for them in the process? 
Well, uh, one of the things I think that's very interesting is um, to I mean, not only the sort of ideas that we're going to come up to engage the children and get them going as writers, but also the way we interact with their writing. So when I work with David's class, very, very quickly through them blogging up sentences, I was able to almost instantly respond uh, and give them some feedback in terms of um, editing their work, developing their work. Uh, and I suppose I was their audience, acting as an audience, but also acting rather like an editor might for a writer. Suddenly the writing became real. It, they weren't just writing for David, um, who, whilst he's a wonderful guy, he was just their teacher. Suddenly they were actually getting a re direct response from somebody else in another part of the world. Um, and we encouraged them, too, to respond to each other. Uh, so it, it sort of exploded. I mean, there was, there was one child, David will remember, I think he was he called Binyamin. That's right, Binyamin, yes. Yeah. And he, how many words did he do that year? 70,000? I mean, it's phenomenal, wasn't it? Two, 250,000 words outside of school on the class blog. That's incredible. And it, it comes from this very strong sense of... I'm being a writer for a proper purpose. If you think about talk, um, we all talk when we get together and we chatter away. But if your talking was going to be marked and assessed, then it might actually stop you from talking. So having a real sense of audience and purpose, when you're communicating through a blog uh, and somebody in Australia can see it, that's a very, very powerful thing for any of us. So that strong sense of audience, the immediate feedback um, and us being involved in teaching, I think, too, th through the sessions, we're going to be thinking and, and discussing uh, writing, language, reading. We've got some authors, author interviews coming up. I think um, Vashti Hardy, am I right in saying, Absolutely. Russell? Absolutely. She's joining us on Monday. Yeah. My, one of my favorite uh, modern authors. Um, her books are what I used to call cracking good reads. Um, they're great adventures for children, the sort of book that you can't really fail. Uh, give me a year four class, five, six, uh, or indeed seven, and we're away. Um, and she used to be a teacher herself. And uh, um, that's going to be interesting too, bringing authors into the classroom. So I think for us as educators, we've got the whole business of learning together, um, not just the ideas, but also how do we respond to children in order to grow and develop their writing and themselves as writers, uh, but drawing on other educators and great authors uh, as part of the program as well. So there's lots in store. Absolutely. And we'll be bringing those authors to you through this process. So rather than just have them on to talk about a book, which may be in or out of context, depending where your learners are, we're going to engage with them in the blogging process alongside that. And uh, I'm really excited. We've got some really good names for you uh, next week. Uh, and uh, it's just amazing. How are we doing on the blog, David? What's happening now? Well, we've still got a lot of action going on the blog in terms of uh, visitors. We're waiting for uh, the post to come in, uh, but we've got a, a, a you know a constant stream of people. Um, I know we've got uh, Belgrade is on there, and I know that that'll be Mr. Howie, um, who's been tweeting as well. So uh, thank you, Mr. Howie, for, for supporting and, and listening. That's great. Um, and you know, so many I can't see them all because they're all stacked up on top of each other. Um, but probably, you know. Um, 20 or 30 different cities in the UK currently 
uh, are, are listening on the blog there. So we'll keep an eye on things and wow. let people know when things have come in. Amazing. Uh, listeners, do feel free to tweet us. Just our, 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 our Twitter name is really simple. It's at Radio Blogging. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, that tweet goes to all of us, and then anyone could read them out as well. So thank you so much indeed for visiting. Absolutely brilliant. Do we have another task now, or what do you want to do now? I have uh, an interview with Cal- Carol Allen to play into the show, which I'd love to share with you a little while. Do you want to set another task now that could run concurrently, perhaps? Or we, we, Yeah, we could do. Um, having thought about about doors and going through magical doors um i'm now going to now i click on today's show and if i go down so i can see the door and below that it says beyond the door story and writing task so you've actually got the text there that i'm going to read out so it's the opening of a story and then below it there's some images um which you can use if you're going to write um, an, uh, a paragraph, a follow-on paragraph, you might want to use one of those images just to get you going, just to prompt you. So what I'll do, Russell, if I may, is read the opening of the story, um, which follows on from the magic door. Uh, I suppose those little poetry-type tasks where you write creative sentences, I see them as imaginative starters, the sort of thing that might just get you going. I'm sure everybody who's ever written has sat down some mornings and and just nothing happens. And children must find that all the time in class. Uh, A quick-fire imaginative starter can just get you going. Getting words down on the page is important. And after a bit, um, you tune yourself into the mood uh, of of actually writing something more substantial. So this story is set uh, in my own hometown of stroud and i've actually used place names Uh, anyone who's familiar with stroud will know nelson street kendrick street so these are places that are actually there and often we say to children use your imagination well it's an interesting one that and i can remember as a child sitting at my desk squeezing my eyes tight shut trying to imagine but all i could see was sort of dark shapes swirling around Um, Of course, the imagination is the ability to create an image inside your head, to see something, to imagine something. And it's much easier to imagine what you know. So what I've done, and I think many authors do this, I've taken what I know and then I've played about with it. I've put into it a character called Skater. Now, Skater is a character I've used in lots of my stories. And just his name will already begin to prompt something in your your mind by association um, with that name. And Skater <clears throat> is outside Sharky's. Sharky's is uh, uh, a bit of an invention, but um, the, the actual fish and chip shop is not called Sharky's. So <clears throat> the, the um, story is called The Door and um, takes a few minutes to read. And it ends... Uh, at a point where our main character steps through a door into another world. And that's the point where there is going to, where I'm going to stop. And that's where I want uh, our young writers or, or anybody indeed, if you're a teacher, have a go at writing the next bit. Um, and then we can give you some feedback we can share. We'll give you a shout out. So here we go. <coughs> Just clear my throat. <clears> throat. Okay. The door. Reluctantly, Skater sat outside Sharky's on the cold stone step, tapping his foot. From inside, he could hear chips sizzling. 
He sniffed and counted the flies crawling up and down the grease-stained window. Skater's stomach grumbled. At exactly six o'clock, the door swung open and he made his way into the oily warmth. Outside, thunder rumbled and lightning crackled across the night. Clutching a bag of chips, Skater nodded gratefully to Mr. Chippy, who cheerfully grinned back. A moment later, he was running down Nelson Street towards where he lived with his mum and younger sister, squeezed into their tiny flat. Rain glistened under the orange streetlights and seemed to find its way into his thin coat. As he turned the corner into Kendrick Street, something caught his eye. A shadow moved in a doorway. Skater glimpsed a bright-eyed ratty face peering out at him. The stranger nodded and held out his hand. At first, Skater thought that he was after the bag of chips, but in the man's palm was a huge silver key. It glittered in the lights. You need this, hissed the stranger, stepping forwards. Skater could smell the man's stale breath, and without thinking, he grabbed the key and ran. A minute later, he was pounding up the stairs to the flat. I'm back, Skater yelled. But there was no answer. No friendly reply, just silence. Where were they? What was going on? He tried the door handle, but it was locked. Then he noticed something odd about the door. Somehow the keyhole seemed huge. It hadn't been like that, not when he'd left. He was certain. Cautiously, he placed the silver key into the lock. It turned quite easily, as if one had been made for the other. The door swung open. He stepped through and stared. Now that's the point at which <clears throat> what we'd like you to do is to, as I said, click on uh, the story widget button, choose one of those images or use your imagination. Um, and then you can see towards the bottom of the page where it says continue the story by continuing after skater stared. So the challenge is to imagine what he sees when he goes through the door. So it's, it's a, a, what we call a portal story, Russell. It's a bit like Narnia. You, you've skater's gone through the door. You can change the name of the character. That doesn't matter. Have your own character. You take them through the door and then describe it. I often talk about this as show the reader what the new setting looks like through the eyes of the main character. So if we take skater's stared and I was using one of those images, I'd pick out a, a, a detail or I might imagine a detail. Uh, and then just do a sentence describing it. So it might say, um, skater stared at the towering um, skyscrapers. I'm looking at the image in the bottom left-hand corner. Skater stared at the towering skyscrapers that stood in front of him. Flames flickered. So you begin to build up a description of what it's like. And if you do that for, I don't know, write four or five sentences just to describe the setting, then you could have some action. Something could happen. So when I did this uh, last time, David and I were working on this, um, we encouraged people to literally put up a sentence or two. You don't need to finish the whole paragraph. Just crack in and write a sentence or two, and then we can share that um, and begin some uh, giving you some feedback. 
lovely absolutely lovely and of course what we can do here is add some extra sound effects so if you're describing the skyscrapers we can we can put some noise in some kind of uh, uh, some background noise just to assist with the imaginative process in there as you're talking as well uh, and then through the door we've got some some other sound effects and some other things so this is a, a real auditory experience that i think moves this onto an entirely new level wouldn't you agree it's an interesting one, Russell, because if you think about schooling, um, there even now when we have such access through um, our interactive whiteboards, through technology, I very rarely see children using images to prompt, to build the imagination, to give kids ideas. Mm. Uh, and I certainly don't hear um, using music or sound effects. Mm. It's very hard, though, to write out of nothing mm. um, and to build the imagination. I really do think you know, clicking on one of those images, you've got something there. Yeah. You, as I say, you can't write out of nothing. If you've got an image there, instantly there's something you can say because you can see some things. So you can start to build the picture, have your main character. It's almost as if I think Tim used to talk about this, the great Tim Rylands, yeah. about sort of jumping into the picture as if you were there. What did it feel like? What can you see? What can you hear? Get some action going. So the image is a very powerful prompt. Uh, and we miss a trick, though, if we don't use sound effects and if we don't use music. And as you say, Russell, these things are easier now. Yes. Um, when, when I started teaching, computers didn't exist. I know it was a very long time ago, but um, we really, we were stuck in terms of um, using prompts for the imagination, what we had to do as teachers to bring objects into the classroom mm. or take kids outside. And those things work just as well. But I, I think prompts, multi-sensory prompts are very powerful. And I'm sure that um, Carol, who um, works with children who have particular needs, she'll be very familiar with this idea that um, uh, children need or all of us probably mm. need prompts I think most writers take them from everyday life they're good observers but when you're sort of you know 10 11 12 years old to have something put in front of you and to hear something then almost instantly the ideas are going to pop into your imagination Indeed they are. I want to say a big shout out to Neil Howie. Um, David mentioned uh, you a little earlier on. Uh, Neil says, and I know every street mentioned in Stroud. He's saying that's to <laughs> you, pal. Uh, and he's listening in Serbia. So uh, hello. Uh, lovely, Neil, to have you uh, on the show. Thank you so much. And this is the interactivity that I think this medium brings to this storytelling mm. activity so elegantly mm. as well. Uh, David, mm. how are we doing on the blog? Any interactions to report? Yes, we have. We've had... Um have some uh, posts coming in now um to, for the, anyone listening if they want to see some of these posts um if they scroll down to the bottom of the screen you will see that there's a tag cloud and these are um labels that have been attached to the blog post by whoever is filling in the form by adding uh, their name and things like that so uh, joe has um has, has submitted a, a, a poem pie. I thought I'd, I'd read it to you, and if you want to get it on screen, mm. you can do. And if anyone else wants to, uh, they can go down to the tag cloud and click on the name Joe. And uh, Joe has written this, so I'll read this out. It says, The Door by Joe. Mm. I opened the door, and what did I see? I saw a serious soldier waiting. I heard sirens and the echoes of laughter. 
I smelt a heady hindrance of smoke and mirrors. I touched the ground behind the door, underneath me, unfamiliar, unsteady. I found a brave new world. Uh, I love that. And um, we've got that lovely little touch of um, alliteration there, David, a serious soldier. But then it's comma waiting. And I, I like that because it's a little hook, what we call a hook. Um, and the hook, the idea of the hook is it, it makes the reader think waiting for what is something going to happen? This soldier is serious about what? So it hooks us in. And then we've got the interesting contrast of the sirens, which usually mean, uh oh, something's going on, and the echoes of laughter. So we've got two opposite things. Question in my mind there is, is that laughter a kindly laugh or a cruel laugh? I love the heady hindrance of smoke and mirrors. My idea of sort of mystery for me reading that. And then I touch the ground behind the door, underneath me, unfamiliar, unsteady. I found a brave new world. There's a hint of Shakespeare there, isn't there? A brave new world. And it ends optimistically. For me, that poem moves from something that um, is um, quite threatening into something optimistic. I see that as an optimistic door. Uh, lovely one, Joe. Thanks ever so much for sending that in. Um, fantastic one to start with. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um, so uh, is this a good time to play uh, uh, Carol into the show? Because I, I do want uh, colleagues to listen. You've touched on uh, yes. her send agenda now. Uh, have mm. we all got enough to do whilst we drop off and listen to Carol? Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. All right, listeners, let me introduce Carol. Uh, recorded earlier because she couldn't be available uh, for this as well. Uh, this is, of course, radioblogging.net. You should be on the website. Everything is there for you to enjoy and find. We'd love to hear from you on email at radioblogging at gmail.com. You can text us. You can tweet us. You could actually send a pigeon, and I think it would probably get here before the end of the show. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. This is about an interactive activity so get in contact with us please we'd love to hear more from you carol allen is up next a children's radio blogging show beamed into homes and schools across the world join Pi corbett russell prue ian rocky and david mitchell live each weekday uh, listeners, earlier today, I caught up with a fabulous Carol Allen, my send go-to expert, and I asked her, Carol, what on earth's going to happen in the next coming weeks? What, do you think I'm Mystic Meg, Russell? I, I, I think we're on shifting sands. Um, you know, I've just had the news to close the pubs, so, you know, my life is, is I'm, I'm socially isolated completely. But in all seriousness... Um, that the education world is really struggling with the complexity of the instructions that are being delivered. So some of them lack clarity. That's me putting it politely. So top line statements are made. And then head teachers over the last week, I, I have the utmost admiration for head teachers. I've watched on Twitter as very erudite, clever head teachers I respect have struggled to make sense of the information given and have really struggled and reached out to other people through through the world of social media to find out what are they doing what you know to try and add some clarity and the so a good example is making the announcement that um the children of 
uh, key workers was to stay in schools, and yet there was no key worker list. So all that evening, head teachers were trying to work out who would be on the key worker list. Why would you make an announcement without the list? You know, it just, and teachers at first, I think, weren't going to be on the list, and then they were on the list. And um, the, But it's because we're dealing with a situation we've never had to deal with before. And then when you add some of the most vulnerable children who they, they are aware of, and I think um, for once haven't been a complete afterthought, uh, although it wasn't their first thought, um, there, are, there are issues which are different, different. So first of all, caring, if we start with caring, caring for the most complicated and complex um, children is exhausting. And make no bones about it, to some extent, the period of time when they go to school and they're in safe, experienced hands at school who can cope with their medical conditions, who can stimulate, uh, who can provide a sensory curriculum, who can work on communication, um, who can excite and and stop these children being bored because these children can be bored as can any child. It's just they don't show it in the same way. They can't show it in the same way. Um, Make no bones about it, that is a blessed relief for some of these parents who, for example, the minute their, their child goes off in the taxi, the minibus or however they get there, might be faced with they've had two or three um, complete bed changes overnight and they've got acres of washing to do. Um, you know, there's just one thing that has to be done in order to be ready to take the child back at the end of the day and, and um, move forward. Secondly, these, these children um, require so much help and so much support that the exhaustion of parents and carers is huge. It's absolutely huge. And so to do that um, 24 hours a day with no relief, with no stop, I think we would have burnout. I do think there are huge issues about um, the fact that there are, there's no support services if a parent or carer comes down with an illness, there's, there's no one to help them. Um, so we, we've got additional layers of problems. If we talk about education, these children have complete right to an education, as every child does. Um, and the, the education they might need and the, the specialist resources they need are on the whole in schools. On the whole, I mean, a lot of people will set up sensory rooms and things at home and work with their children at home based on what they've learned from um, experts uh, who, who see their child in, in school, but then also their intimate knowledge of their own child because the parent or carer always knows the child much better than, you know, anyone else can. And so it's, it's about working together and supporting so, you know, yes, they, we can do stuff. It can be done at home, but um, there are huge issues. But then we've got the point that if we are talking about the most medically vulnerable children and we're saying that these children should self, people who are medically vulnerable should self-isolate, but not this group. And they're coming into school. And th there are coughs, there are splutters, there are um, bodily fluids. And... And we've got staff going in who are doing their best, but returning to their own families, their own situations. So the, the, the lack of clarity for special school heads in particular and special school staff is very difficult. Um, a lot of the conversation has gone on the last few days about the fact that obviously it'll go into Easter holidays and 
look at the time frame, could well go into summer holidays. And no one can work without a break. Everybody needs a break, particularly at trying times. I'm not talking about whole holiday, but some sense of break. And so they start to talk about rotor systems and will that help? But you can't. And then they were talking the other night, there was a big discussion about moving teachers from school to school. But the reason that these children are in different schools is because they don't fit mainstream. And the mainstream colleagues, entirely skilled professionals, don't have the skills to work with different groups. So I talked there about the complex kids, Russell, but Let's suppose the children in a proof, most of them are there in a proof because they aren't managing mainstream. So it's not necessarily possible to just float in teachers from somewhere else to cover. So it's, a, it's a very difficult one because um, the children need help and they need uh, education and they need care. But the effort, if you've ever... People often used to come in my class, you know, and they'd look around, particularly if it was quiet, particularly if they'd hit one of those magic moments. Let's say just after lunch and everybody had been fed and everybody had been changed and I had some nice music on and we were just kind of relaxing down before we were going to go into a, another afternoon sensory session, let's say. And they'd come in and I remember them saying to me, you know, things like, oh, this is lovely. This is, this is the kind of edu and I think education I want to do. And I'm thinking, you haven't got a clue. You have not got a clue what's taken to get to this point. Um, it's not easy. It's not an easy option. And the, the challenge of keeping these children and their families medically safe and medically strong and equally uh, not bored and then protecting the educators is a really, really difficult challenge. We haven't even gone into um, talking about, you know, the children who have preferred foods. The number of requests I'm getting every day, with lots and lots of our, our children, particularly on the spectrum, have uh, particular specific food preferences. And that could be as pre preferential as they will only eat the penne from Asda. Right, it can be. It's not just about penny pasta. It's the Asda brand to that child tastes different, and these parents are really struggling to find food. When they find something, it goes out on social networking. They will race and get the thing they need, and then they're accused of hoarding. And um, you know, if your child will only eat one thing, it's really difficult. There are so many complexities. I guess I'm trying to say that. Um, are hidden under and that, that people don't know about or have never had to face. I think unless you've been in that position, you don't really have to think about these things. And these are the realities for a lot of the families that I work with. Carol, just a fascinating and... Does that make sense? Like you cannot believe. I mean, when folks are complaining that their pub is closed tonight, you've put an entirely different perspective on the challenges yeah. for some people thank you so much indeed for that i really appreciate it it's great to talk to you wherever you are stay safe and you my love take care so hello everybody um this is pi corbett and uh, tonight we will be blogging live on the radio and you will be joining in uh, by looking at the uh, blog and adding to the challenge that i'm going to set you Hi, you're listening to Deputy Mitchell and Pi Corbett as we blog live on the radio. Hello, I'm Ian Rocky, head teacher of Westwood with Iford Primary School. Welcome to the best 
education radio experience on a Friday night where we're going to mix blogging and radio all in one. So jump in, join in and have some fun on the blog. Hi, it's Russell Prue here, radio personality extraordinaire and a workshop host. Good to have your company tonight. We are doing something exceptionally exciting and quite new. Welcome to Radio Blogging. Love this station. Absolutely love the station. Oh, yeah. You guys are the best, best, best. It is the best station. <laughs> this is radioblogging.net. Online radio live blogging. And it's eight minutes to ten. You are live with the team. And thank you very much indeed, Carol. Really enjoyed that. What a perspective as well. And a challenge for everyone as well. Uh, how are we doing on the blog, David? What's happening there at the moment? Uh, great. Um, yes, we've still got, again, lots of action going on the blog, lots of visitors. We've had, um, I think, about nine countries uh, join us, different countries, Israel, um, Poland. I think someone from Warsaw keeps on dropping in and listening, which is great. Uh, and there are some blog posts being written, I can see at the moment. So it's uh, it's coming along very nicely. Excellent. Anyone from Westminster, can I say good evening, Prime Minister? Anyone <laughs> at all? Any chance at all there? Wouldn't, wouldn't that be nice as well? We can keep our fingers crossed. Pi, what's happening next? Well, I think we've given a, a flavour of the sort of thing that we'll be um, working with uh, next week. And um, hopefully people will be tuning in from home. Um, I think, it, is it called Joe Wicks, the the action man who Oh, you're does a the... fan. You're such a fan, aren't you? Come on, tell me you're a fan. I don't, I don't know. I just, the name Joe... It is Joe Wicks. You're it, absolutely right. It is Joe Wicks, yes. yes. Who's going to be doing um, some exercise work, get the day going. Um, and then from 9.30 to 10.30, we'll be on. Yes. Uh, and it's the sort of program which people could use at home, get the children writing, we'll provide feedback um, and keep that continuity going with the sort of thing that they'd be doing in school. Or quite obviously, those of you who are going to be in school um, with the classes, uh, again, you can log on uh, and we'll be providing that, that feedback. Um, so we'll have some quick imagination starters, some wordplay games, um, feedback on what people are writing and saying. We'll be doing some narrative work. Mm. We'll be doing some nonfiction work. Uh, so um, I'm just looking forward to it, Russell. I've enjoyed this evening. Been great fun. I enjoyed sharing my poem. And it was so lovely to hear from somebody from Stroud who knows Nelson Street. Who's in and Serbia. <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? And Kendrick, and this is the whole point, isn't it? I know. About um, once we get going, we can have people from around the world um, contributing and get to know each other. And how lovely uh, that somebody knows dear old Nelson Street, um, where uh, I've walked so many times, and we can communicate, though we've never met. We share that little imaginative moment. I think that's fantastic. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what people, what the children come up with next yes. week once we really get going, Russell. Yes, that's really good. I, that, that's, it's a, such a small world, and I'm reminded of that mm. at times like this as well. Ian, um, the settings are going to be quite different next week. So we kind of imagine everyone in their usual classroom with their usual group of children, with their usual teacher. And that's not as it's going to be, is it? 
Mm, yeah, Russell, thank you. Yeah, quite right. Absolutely. There was a, a almost a little bit, and I'm a, not a, sort of sensationalizing this, um, almost an eerie silence on the uh, playground this afternoon. I went out to see the parents and the, and the children as they were leaving this evening, and people didn't really know what to say to each other because the structure, as we know it, of the school and the classroom and, and the day is going to change, and the landscape, the whole landscape is going to change from Monday. And um, our school are all very well prepared. Lots of them are going to be joining in as of Monday. They're very excited by this opportunity to join in. But it is a very, very different way of learning. Absolutely. And it's it's also about getting it right. And I think what we're doing here is providing a wonderful chance for children to engage. And it is about that engagement. Um, I, I don't honestly believe it's about sending home packs of paper yeah. for children to work on. I honestly believe that children's learning is best stimulated in exactly the way that, that Pi and Deputy Mitchell here have just outlined because it gets them thinking and it gets them creating and in their own homes where it is a different environment and it is a different way of working and there's nobody stood at the front leading the learning they need to listen and learn with them um, using education radio so i think for for what we're providing here this is going to be crucial for continuous provision at home no we can only imagine that that paper is going to be used for something entirely different but not (laughs) unexpected um what i was really getting at was uh that we're going to find uh, perhaps different teachers in different classrooms looking um scratching around for resources and things to do with kids they've never taught before in potentially in schools they've not been in as some schools kind of get together to pull their resources because you know we're going to have one or two kids in a school you might kind of move them down the road to another school or a different classroom so I I was wondering how effective this would be in those kind of situations so they've done their uh, lycra exercise uh, Mm. to to Joe and we we, we applaud that kind of thing but this is a lycra free radio show and and then we want something that's kind of a bit more meaningful and a bit more um, uh, literacy based activity how suitable is it for colleagues like that can can an, uh, an inexperienced colleague switch on to us and just go 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 Oh, absolutely. Very much so. And I think this is this is providing a real opportunity for that, because obviously, you know, you're you're absolutely right. There are hubs being created, learning hubs, because if some schools uh, don't have the staffing capacity to open and support those critical key workers, then hubs are being created where children will be moving from one school to another. And, And if those children have particular needs, as we heard just now, you know, if there are SEND children, they may be suffering from anxiety something like this is going to bring those children together very much so straight away it's going to be exciting it's going to be fun and all of a sudden they're going to actually forget that they're not in their usual classroom and they're going to be learning along with people who maybe they don't know or they've only just met but it's actually going to be have that real lovely bonding experience and it's what education is all about but from the educators perspective they are going to be able to just dive in and lead from the front absolutely just a couple of minutes of listening to pi should settle anyone's anxious uh, feeling as well there Uh, so uh, listeners it's uh, one minute to ten we're starting to run out of time thank you so much indeed for joining us Uh, i want to thank uh, pi enormously pi you were absolutely superb have you enjoyed yourself i really really loved it and it, it, it it's interesting for me because as a child i was brought up as i said in the times of the Mm. uh, of the radio and i do think in the somewhat uncertain climate there's a sense of comfort in turning on every morning uh, getting the exercise down and then into um working on uh, creating things you know the opposite of creation 
is destruction. Our kids need to be making things, making stories, telling stories, artwork, um, positive things like PE, singing, etc. And the work that we do, anybody can begin to make a story up. It really doesn't matter how old you are. We can all do it. And we'll be working on um, that with the um, forthcoming show. So, yes, I've loved it and I'm looking forward to it, Russell. Brilliant. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, David, any final remarks from you? Um, well, I'm, again, really looking forward to next week. I mean, I'm, I, in my head, I'm picturing those children at home who can't be with their friends, yeah. um, who, are, you know, who probably who want to be. They'll find it quite exciting to be at home to start with, but that will soon wear off. Mm. Um, and I'm thinking of parents, grandparents, aunties, uncles, brothers and sisters who may be playing a part in or finding themselves playing a part in educating uh, their, their, their children and brothers and sisters and things like that. And just being able to sit down, have this, turn this on, we will take care of the rest. You know, we, we will do this. They can, you can have an hour where they're going to get some high quality yeah. uh, education and at the end of the day, be able to share it with the entire world, which brilliant. Know, what, what's not to love about that? What is not to love? And listeners, if we have reached out to you this evening, get in contact. We'd love to know more about this. Uh, Ian, are you looking forward to this next week? I am. I'm really looking forward to this, Russell, because, you know, I've I've been in school all week and, and we've been kind of planning for this eventuality next week. So not only am I excited, um, I'm also really, really proud and, and really quite humbled to be amongst such esteemed company this evening and looking ahead to next week, where I know we are going to be providing such high quality education for these young people in such uncertain times, but that it's going to really engage them, give them huge amounts of fun and, and perhaps indeed um, open doors um, to bring this full circle uh, open doors to new ways of learning and exciting ways of learning that perhaps they haven't considered before so really I, I can't wait thank you Russell yeah brilliant absolutely brilliant uh, thank you to absolutely everyone that's been part of this Pi Corbett Deputy Mitchell Ian Rocky and myself Russell Prue we will join you again on Monday the 23rd of March at 9.30 exactly here again this show will be wrapped up packaged and plopped onto the website for you just as soon as we can this evening so you can relive every one of our pulsating 62 minutes of live radio and if you wanted to go through the tasks as explained by Pi and Deputy Mitchell during this so you can relive this hour again again and again and there's something incredibly valuable in that until then have a fabulous weekend uh, happy Mother's Day to everyone who's celebrating that and we will catch you on Monday until then have a great weekend thanks for joining us Welcome to Radio Blogging, daily shows with interactive activities to keep everyone busy and engaged. Brought to you by Pi Corbett, David Mitchell, Ian Rocky, and Russell Prue. Just listen and blog. It's live, fun, and interactive. And with new educational tasks every day, just head over to radioblogging.net to listen and find out more. 